Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the PropG Markets podcast. For nearly two years, PropG Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, PropG Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer... It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. For years, critics of the president have wanted Facebook and Twitter to be harsher about moderating Donald Trump. Fact check his tweets, take down his posts that incite violence, maybe even ban him. Well, two weeks before he leaves office, Donald Trump has crossed the line. Facebook has banned the account indefinitely, well, at least through the inauguration. Twitter has suspended his account for a 12-hour period on Wednesday, and they say they'll delete him if he breaks another rule. This is all, of course, after Trump incited a mob to attack the U.S. Capitol building, and then they did it. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, but we're here with Rebecca Heilweil, who is here to talk about it. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. So things might change, but walk me through how we got here. Yeah, so we saw Facebook and Twitter change the rules multiple times yesterday in response to President Trump, and we saw that play out in response to several tweets and posts he had that continue to spread the same election misinformation that he's been spreading for a long time, but at this point, he seemed to also incite some major violence as well. So this started with Facebook and Twitter putting labels on some pretty concerning tweets that the president had made Mm -hmm. in response to the election and the rally that was taking place. Then things seemed to escalate. They got more tense. And then some of that content was actually removed. That one piece of content that was removed included a video in which Trump seemingly in an effort to get people to calm down, told the people who came to the Capitol that they were very special, um, but also that the election was still taken from him. So go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel. So it was kind of like a double-edged message. So that was taken down. Then there was another phase of this where after Twitter and Facebook took down those posts, they made a new change and Twitter said it was going to enact a 12-hour ban on Trump posting on Twitter and Facebook eventually said, you know what, we're just going to ban Trump until the rest of his presidency from posting. So how do things escalate from this longstanding policy that both Facebook and Twitter had adopted during the election where they would just label the tweets or the posts, but not ban him, which was sort of a middle ground? How did they get from this consensus they had come to, to a pretty dramatic transformation of their approach to Trump. I think the companies recognize that we're in a really volatile situation with regard to the president. I think, first of all, you know, their stance is that he violated the rules. So they're following their procedures in um, suspending his ability to post on the platform. But I think, you know, taking the slightly broader context, there are two weeks left in this presidency and the cost for them probably seems pretty low in comparison to allowing him continue to continue to post. Another thing is that Trump has continued throughout his use of platforms like Twitter and Facebook to use this language where he seems to say the thing that he's supposed to say, but then, of course, does exactly what he needs to do in terms of making coded messages and even not so coded messages to his supporters. And I think of the posts that he made on Wednesday and 
the way they still continue to give implicit support to this group. And I think they, that really probably put them over the edge. Facebook has long been criticized for going too light on Trump. Uh, one thing I'm struck by here is that Twitter, uh, which is usually the platform that has moderated him more, is taking less aggressive action. So what do we know about Facebook? What do we know about why Zuckerberg is taking this dramatic step when, you know, this is a person who's always talked about the value of free speech, almost indicating that Zuckerberg had a, a bias toward letting things go in the interest of public debate. Talk me through what do you think Mark Zuckerberg's thinking right now? I think there's an incredible amount of pressure on him to make the right decision here. And he knows there's going to be an immense amount of scrutiny on him. In his post announcing the decision to indefinitely prevent Trump from posting on Facebook, he said the risk was simply too great. The risk of Trump using the platform for a nefarious purpose is simply too great to let him continue to post on the platform. But I think more broadly, it doesn't hurt that he knows now there will be a Democratic Senate. You know, Zuckerberg has been very, you know, nervous about regulation and all of these other conversations about Silicon Valley and tech platforms. But, you know, I'd also push back against the idea that this is him finally dropping the hammer. Everyone has been waiting for him to do this in part because they've seen time and time again the damage that Trump's posts can do. And of course, this happened after the violence happened, right? This is This was responsive. This did not prevent what happened at the Capitol. So what happens now? I mean, obviously, Trump's going to be former president in uh, a little under two weeks. Where does this go from here? You know, I think he will have fewer allowances once he is no longer president um, on these platforms. So the, I think that's, that's really a, that's important to, to remember. Yeah. So a lot of the justifications for keeping his content up on these platforms has been, well, he's the president of the United States. You can't block the president and the leader of the free world from posting, right? And people have a right to know what he says. When he's not president, that argument really doesn't hold any water anymore. But I think Trump is likely to continue to break the stated rules that these companies have put together. Twitter's stance, you know, on Thursday afternoon is that Trump is entitled to get his account back at 12 hours after he goes into his account and deletes the tweets that violated their rules. But if he breaks the rules again, he could be permanently suspended. What are the odds mm. of that happening? I'd say pretty high. He's gotten <laughs> a lot of labels in the past. So we'll have to see. You know, of course, this is just Trump's account. And we have to remember that he's created an entire social media ecosystem that feeds off of this stuff. And just because he's gone or has been suspended doesn't mean that those those accounts have all gone away. Rebecca Heilwell, you can read more of her work at Rico.net. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me.